Super Balls podcast meant for an adult audience only. Contains sexually oriented content. <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. Podcast in the America. This is the American Super Bowls. <laughs> uh, this is John. Welcome back. Uh, it's been a week. Lots happened. Uh, we've got, uh, as always, Francis. What's up? Um, got a couple of. Uh, wait, what are they called? Guests. Yeah, I guess uh, whatever's. <laughs> I, I thought there was some sort of better term. Uh, Dan Tor, well, Dan's here. Hi. Uh, Jimmy is here. Not the Jimmy you all know, but Jimmy, Jimmy our neighbor. Jim. I think his li- driver's license says. Do you have Jimmy. a Do you have a nickname? Are you Jimmy? Or are you? Jim? Do you, do you, uh, have- you know, I've had several nicknames throughout my life, but we can just go with Jim. If all I right, call you spicy, okay. Jim Jimmy works as well. But I got since, a hard time. Uh, I know you. Since Jimmy. there's uh, previous uh, and probably more important guests. Uh, and from the past, there by the name of Jimmy. I'll, Jim is just fine for me. And, I bet uh, Jim would. I, I bet the other Jimmy would have like a, a nick. Because we got two Jackies too. Well, I bet those oh two. Yeah, well, I hey, bet the other Jimmy. Hold Jackie. on, hold on. Okay. Jackie T is also here, the journalist. Not the journalist. She's You're not going to say much today. She's decided. Um, <laughs> well, no, it's not by choice. <laughs> basically, um. Jimmy and Jackie one day were uh, over here, and they walked in the door, and Jackie said, Your nickname is On. <laughs> oh. They were shortening that, names. That was when I came in. Letters. It was hilarious. I podcasted that day, and they decided my name is Ank. Yep. <laughs> Same day. <laughs> yeah. So they, they can come up with their own nicknames. I'm sure they... Jackie Daniels or Jack the Ripper. Jackie Daniels. Jackie Daniels I like Jackie the Ripper. I like Hook. Shelly called her Hook. That was pretty good. Hook. Jackie P. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm talking for me. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about... Jackie can't have those nicknames. I worked on those nicknames for months. You can have that nickname if you want. Hook? No. No, no. Her name is Hook. Uh, uh, I need to charge Alrighty, and then, uh... What else you got, John? Sorry. Um... Well... Yeah, grits. Yeah, we digress. I don't know. Say something. Do you... Oh, you want me to... I got something. Uh, so... Today is Towel Day. For anybody that loves Douglas Adams and all that stuff, Hitchhiker's Guide and whatnot, carry a towel with you. Don't forget to bring a towel. Don't forget to bring a towel. It's super handy. You can wipe stuff up with it. You can use it to sit on grass. You can keep yourself warm like a blanket. There are a lot of fans. You can get it wet and put it around your head and it provides a nice shade and cool breeze. Just keep a towel with you. May 25th, all day. Or just every day, because it's an excellent thing to have on hand. Uh, also, uh, if anybody has anything they'd like to talk about from some previous podcasts... Oh, fuck, yeah, I forgot about that. Anything? You got something? No, I okay. was just going to say, uh, 
if you, the listener, has anything to say about previous podcasts, also, you can get in touch with us so easy, it's ridiculous. Um, you can go to uh, facebook.com slash Super Bowls Podcast, or uh, the Twitter, which is twitter.com slash Super Bowls Cast. Um, our phone number, which you can either call or text, is uh, 609-36-BALLS. It's going to be 362-2557 in the 609 area code. Um, as far as previous podcasts, I'm, uh, I've been kind of slacking. I have not listened to uh, the past few of them. So if you would, I'd love to hear what you have to think. So well, basically convince me to listen to the last podcast. I put up a poll, uh, and I asked our listeners, a uh, Facebook poll, not Twitter, not anything else, uh, what was your favorite uh, podcast? The two in the lead right now, I believe, are the Outdoors cast, which everybody really liked. Really? And then uh, hashtag gave her pay, which was your first appearance. People like that one, too. Good. So, that was a good one. That was a good one. That was solid. Everybody likes that one, too. Uh, I mean, we can start rolling into topics if you want. You kind of covered the, the things that we need to always hit right first. Actually, do you want to talk about Riot Fest? I actually uh, would love to talk about Riot Fest. I just uh, pulled that up. Hey, hey John, can I, can yes, I interject for just a second? Uh, Be my guest. As, as guest, uh, I haven't been uh, you know, in, uh, brought up to speed uh, on, on some of the topics that you had in mind. You talked about. Do we have a list of topics? Not a list. Or is this going to be a little bit more? Uh, what I've got a say? couple of things. Uh, I'm like, I got a couple. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. Uh, ad hoc or uh, kind of impromptu. Impromptu. Improv. Is this, improv yeah. Okay. Improv. Okay. We're, we're doing a little okay. bit of that right now. Improv's always fun as well. So uh, I mean, he's got a few topics. I got a few topics, and I'm sure a lot of our topics are generated from tangents that we go off of. So uh, I think now we're, I mean, I think the last podcast we had, it was more structured. And I think sometimes it's nice to go off on tangents and follow those through. And I think we should do that. So do you want to, you want to start off, John? Because we have a listener that gave us a topic. Oh, damn. A listener said that they liked all the sound effects too. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so do I. Let's uh, kick off with the uh, Riot Fest really quick. Um, this year at Riot Fest, I touched a little bit on uh, last podcast, but for all of you who haven't heard, Riot Fest this year is going to be the event of the entire year. Um, lots of bands you all know are playing Rise Against. I know they're really popular. They're going to be headlining. Um, day to Remember, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who like them. But for all of you who like, you know, the... It's hard to call it the underground because uh, it seems to be because of you know Facebook and social networking, a lot of bands have gotten a lot bigger, a lot of exposure. Yeah. With all respect, too, they deserve it. Such as bands like No FX, Alkaline Trio, uh, Slapstick, which is they're like before I even started listening to the music. Slapstick is a ska band comprised of uh, members from. Outline Trio and the Lawrence Arms. Um, there are some old timers playing at Riot Fest this year, which are going to make it historical. 
Iggy and the Stooges are going to be at Riot Fest this year, as well as Elvis fucking Costello. Wow. So, really? yeah. Everybody's got something to yeah. see at this. Guar. 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 It's a name from the past. Right? Guar is a fantastic metal I'm band. I'm not sure if they're still. Same deal. I'm wow. sure as, long, as far back as you've heard them, they are exactly the same, minus a guitar. Uh, Sadly, their guitar player passed away four months ago. But Guar's, I, I saw Guar at uh, the Sons of the Underground one year, and it was incredible. Just the show that they put on is hilarious. Their whole deal is like they're a, a metal band from outer space, like to come here and destroy everything, and it's hilarious. Um, but. As far as other bands, uh, you guys might have heard of Gogo Bordello. Yep. Uh, their music is featured in a bank or in a movie called Wrist Cutters. That was hilarious. I'd recommend that. But they're really great. Uh, they've got an accordion. The Descendants. Uh, all of you guys who are way older than me, who like, <laughs> were able to go see The Descendants in 19 fucking 83. I'm jealous of you, first of all, but I saw The Descendants last year at Riot Fest, and it was, like, one of the better things I've seen in front of me. Um, not to mention Alkaline Trio, one of my favorite bands ever, is going to be there, and I'm, like, cross my fingers for Riot Fest caliber music from them. Not to, you know, not to mention the fact that they're getting back together as Slapstick. Uh, Chiodos is playing with, uh, it says original lineup reunion, um... I only listened to um, one Chiodo CD, and I can't. I, I think it's called All's Well That Ends Well. Uh, but it, I, if they play any songs from that album, I'll be happy, and I'm, I'm gonna watch them one or another. Less Than Jake, another pioneer. Dropkick Murphys, um, Coheed and Cambria, who it took me a while to like them, but I do like them. Um, basically, Riot Fest is like what. Warp Tour was like seven years ago. And speaking of that, the last time I saw The Offspring was at Warp Tour seven years ago. And they're playing this year at Riot Fest. Reverend Horton Heat, Built to Spill. Uh, Larry and his Flask, fantastic new band. They play, they call themselves, uh, uh, what do they say? Like psycho punk. Like rockabilly, I, I can't remember what they describe themselves as, but they're fucking awesome. Teenage Bottle Rocket is playing. They're a fantastic, like, kind of old school punk band from, you know, nowadays. Um, Gaslight Anthem are fantastic, and I don't know, it's it's gonna be great. I uh, if I don't go to all three days of the and there's more bands coming. Like they're they haven't even announced all of the bands yet, so. If I don't oh. go to all three of these days at Riot Fest, which, by the way, it's uh, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, so take those days off work, get your tickets, uh, it's going to be fucking awesome. I heard a rumor that How to Destroy Angels is going to play too, which is one of my favorite bands, and it's uh, the after project of Nine Inch Nails, because Nine Inch Nails really? is done. It's Trent Reznor and his yeah and his wife are, le are leading the band. Oh shit! Yeah, it's one of my favorites. If you haven't heard any of their music, 
go online and download their whole album for free off their yeah, website. Have to look into that. Really great, really great stuff. If you like Nine Inch Nails like I do and that kind of and that kind of music, uh, you're gonna really like it. Um, for the younger kids, I don't I don't know some of these bands. Oh, Frank Turner also is awesome. He's uh, from England. He's a plays what what he calls campfire punk rock, which is awesome. Um, some other bands I've never heard of, uh, you know. Oh, Deal Gone Bad is playing. They're from Chicago. They're a good, good punk band. Uh, but AWOL Nation and uh, Fishbone, Screaming Females, Wilhelm Scream, uh, White Mystery Story So Far. Uh, I'm sure they'd be great <laughs> to look into. I'll, uh, I'll have to do that and you know give you my opinion, I guess, on those. But one way or another, the bands who are headlining Riot Fest are going to play music to melt your face, and it's going to be incredible. I'm sorry, John. I was uh, away just a minute ago, but did you did you say where this where Riot Fest is being being hosted? Riot Fest uh, is uh, it's three days. Uh, the first day is going to be at the Congress Theater, and the following two days are going to be at Humble Park. And I don't know what Riot so, Fest now is. with the Humboldt Park. Now would that be would that be a free? That would be a free. Show? No, 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 no. Uh, it's uh, on the poster. It says eight, starting at eighteen dollars a day. Okay. Um, I know that you can buy a three day pass for ninety dollars, and there's two day passes right okay. now available. You know where where uh, interested parties that might not be from around here might be able to to get those tickets. I mean, basically. Everybody should friend Riot Fest on their Facebook, and also you can go to riotfest.org, and uh, you can find links to tickets. It'll put you into TicketWeb, and uh, let's see, I, I get the prices real quick. The, okay, I'm kicking myself in the ass because the two-day passes were $35 the first four days they were available. Now those are sold out. Two-day pass for Humble Park. Uh, it's going to be $49.99. Uh, you've got the three-day pass, which I'm thinking about asking like for a present, like a birthday gift or something. $90 for three days. It's $30 a day, and uh, it's it'll be the best $90. Well, it's going time. up. <laughs> yeah. so you better get, get a hold of those as soon as you can. And then there's the two-day Humble Park VIP pass, which would be, you know, the... That's something that you dream about because the VIP passes come with a private bar, access to all after shows, and access to all after parties. And Riot Fest has nothing but bad. Like last year, uh, Mustard Plug played a oh, after show at a, a venue that was about the size of my apartment. Wow! <laughs> like that's awesome. Fucking insane. So I uh, I I can't miss things like that. Cool. I kicked myself in the ass when uh, things like that slipped through my fingers. So, you sh all should heed that advice. Go to fucking Riot Fest because it's going to be insane. In the membrane? Oh, I see. Okay. Friday's after party is going to be at Cobra Lounge. Oh, hi. Saturday's after party is going to be at Congress. And uh, uh, there's another after party on Saturday at Cobra. So. I love the Clover Lounge. That place is hilarious. I've never been there. I've uh, gone. It's I've hilarious. seen flyers for things at uh, 
Cobra. I know that a lot of people who I'm friends on Facebook um, like going to Cobra for the same reasons. I walked people past it exit. and it's, I was like, I want to go there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Riot Fest, everybody. Uh, if you have any questions, um, you can email me or you can email the Riot Fest. What's our know. email for the radio show? The uh, email is going to be the, it's going to be superballspodcast at gmail.com. Wonderful. But, so yeah, that's Riot Fest. Um, we all have something to look forward to I, I think, in September. Yeah, and I think with a lineup like that, everyone could find something they like. No, and that's like a fact. It's, uh, it's really going to be a big uh, gathering of a different... Uh, not to mention, uh, Riot Fest just stated that children under five are getting in free this year. Which really? is going to be crazy, because wow, I'm going to be, like, fucking, you know, dancing, <laughs> and, I don't know, kids are going to, you know, yeah, get kicked take to... <laughs> John looks like he's doing jumping jacks while dancing. Uh, not really. Like, progressive jumping jacks. One-footed jumping jacks. Like, I'm, like, hopping on one, like a kangaroo it's more having like a, a seizure. It's more like <laughs> a kangaroo having a seizure. I don't know, I'm just kidding, John. He, he, no, he really does, like, the, the kind of, like, oh, watch out, this guy's going to plow you down. Like, that's John. Yeah, I was at a in show. In a good way. Uh, I was at a show for a band called Mercury Radio, or, uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, it was um, the World Inferno Friendship Society. And, uh... Shots cost $14. What? Shots for $14. Yeah, that... <laughs> we'll say wow, the, uh, that's the, a lot for this Prices for shots. Fuck that. At, uh, you usually get a martini for ten dollars. the bottom lounge was kind of ridiculous, um, but the band was great, and I felt really bad for how many people I ran into and stepped on their feet. And, but I got my, I got punched in the head, and you know I caught a bunch of elbows. That's all just a part. It's part of the fun, guys. You love it. Don't tell us what we love. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, right, us. Check it out, guys. Amazing. I'm excited now. You and should go, before. Jim. You should really go. It sounds very cool. It's going to be It sweet. really does. I know you want to see Iggy and the Stooges and Elvis Costello. I mean, Costello. you know, I mean, yeah, and these are just these. these are just two names uh, from how, you know, so many. Not to mention it all sounds the like that a, you don't it know sounds like a really great experience, awesome, really. Yeah, it really exactly. does. Exactly. Plus, you go to a punk show and it's like, yeah, you're going to get, like, probably punched in the face on accident, but also well, I'll if be you saying, ever... I'll like, be saying in the background, see, I'm pretty good at being able to uh, right, right. you know, I'm not going to be right there in the midst They're of They're not them. small players. Yeah, so, exactly. You, I'll find, a, I'll find a comfortable place. Appealing to everybody. But, it's not to mention the fact that when you go to a punk show in Chicago at least you fall down and everyone's did I touch that? Trying to help you back up. <laughs> it's like a great feeling of like, it's like, like it's oneness. Like every, everyone's there it's for like the same reason nobody really wants anybody to go. Unless you go to like a crazy show. Yeah, most, mean, places, are not, most places are not violent. Absurd, most places, people are there to have a good time. People are going to the bathroom and on each other. Particularly chaos. at the, these events. I mean, I'm sure at Humboldt Park, you know, uh, and then... He said uh, also that it was being held at, uh, at the a second, yeah, at the Congress. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. You all want to go? I know it. 
So what else you got, Mr. John? Torres, you got anything? I mean, Dan? Sorry. Uh, no, that's cool. I've been first seen last seen too many times. It's okay. Time. I'll edit it out. Uh, I don't really have anything aside from... I'm sorry. Anything, I was just asking anything related because the topic that one of our listeners wants to talk about is totally unrelated. But it was a comment on the Facebook, so I can uh, regard it. Is this on the fa- the the our plummet fan, the I'm, plummet of Facebook IPO or something? No, no, not that. Uh, somebody oh. somebody said that we should talk about something, and uh, I don't know if you want me to go. You want me to start it up? Who's the person first? You know, I don't remember. Uh, I just remember reading it and be like, yeah, we should talk about that. Let me look. I can look if you'd like. Um, is it Thomas? I expect nothing but trouble. Uh, I think Thomas went to bed. Fair dues? Oh, fair dues. He, uh, he said he had a headache. It's like 3.30 in the morning over there. Uh, it was uh, a listener named Nelly, and she said that we should talk about first world problems. Oh, first, first, oh, world, first world, world problems. Is that like Western? Us? We could be, that'd be the Western industry. I think first, first world, not Western, third world. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I will tell you what it is. Here's what she means. Because Dan knows what it's talking yep. about. First world problem would be... <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't oh, shit. to start my car. I, I, can't, I can't park my Mercedes. Yeah. There's no parking here. Fuck we're first world problems. I'm really hungry, but I don't feel like cooking anything. Fuck or it's like it's like entitled mother. Well, I think I think first world pro- problems covers not a you, very Nelly, very broad range of topics. Like you know, you're talking now first world problems more on a micro level of individual citizens that reside within first world countries yeah. and the. Pre, you know the supposed problems that we face, and also the real problems that we face. But but that's not. I mean, you're right in a literal sense. But there's an internet trend right now that's talking about not necessarily okay, that, I'm but just just problems this, that this like I mean, mainly Americans have that it's like, oh well, at least you know you got this going for you. You know, like John knows now what I'm talking about. You're talking, oh, yeah. It's aggravating. First world problems. Okay, as far as maybe what the internet trend is, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm very curious. Your examples, though, like there's fucking people who can't afford to buy food. There's people who can't afford to pay their electric bill. There's fucking people who can't afford cars or legal fees. Like, there's really important things other than like, oh my fucking. Microwave isn't power powerful enough. It's not even that. I mean, usually it's exaggerated. So maybe like, yeah, that would work. But it's more like, oh man. Well, here, here, I got a list for you. So just listen to a few of these, okay? Here's a first world oh, problem. She provided I had. a list. No, these are just Fucking these are internet memes. Didn't plug into a phone and charge it correctly right away. Here's some first world problems. That's a bullshit problem. Listen to these. I'll tell you that. I had that problem, and it's the farthest thing. For here, how about this one? Forgot I was watching a recording, sat through the commercials. <laughs> okay, why don't you rattle a few of these off? Okay, here's another one. Got hired. I will have to walk to start walking to work or start waking up early again. This is just gonna make me let's, mad. Let's hear these. Let's let's hear these. I had to wear a coat to the bars, now I have to hold it the whole night. There's nothing to drink at home except a virtually unlimited supply of clean, fresh drinking water. <laughs> Got Got cut up with a new TV series. Now I have to wait a week between each episode. No, these yeah, first world problems are fucking suburbs problems. What fucking rich people problems? What fucking bullshit? One pillows is too low. Two pillows is too high. My first world problem is my rear bicycle tire isn't catching when you go forward. Yeah, and I think so. I, think I can't that, like ride my bike. I think they got like, the idea. Yeah. 
That's I, I think that that when these are presented, and by the way, uh, what forum? What forum is this go to quick, being presented? Quick meme. Well, you can what go is to it? There, quick meme. Quick uh, meme is sort of a, a website where it has a, a, a visual representation of these. Okay, a visual but, but representation. First world problems, I think, made its popularity on on, on Reddit. Okay, I think it's very intriguing. What are you doing here, man? Let me uh, let me take a I think I think that maybe like maybe that's not capturing. Okay, maybe maybe first it's it's illustrating a very real uh, disassociation that part of the population has with reality in the sense of some of the hardships that third world and developing nations yeah, are, it's just are, are going to, uh, Right. But I think at the same time, uh, there's a lot of hype that's generated around that, and there's a loss of reality that maybe some of these uh, folks that are not from the first world hear, they hear this and they think that all of the population is disassociated and stuff like that. In, in truth, a lot of people also in the first world do in fact have real problems, do have uh, difficulties because you know, the standard of living here is such that it costs a lot to survive here. I just and, have an issue and with I think calling that that's, problems. That's though. maybe not acknowledged. Also. Not problems. First world annoyances. Annoyances. Predicaments. Humorous inconveniences. First world problems inconveniences. are like, I just lost my job and now I'm homeless. Well, that could be a third world problem too, though. Right, that's a problem. That's a universal problem. A, a first world problem. First world is problem, problem is might be. Uh, no, no. Here's the, the whole. Things I'm coming up with aren't real. Here, here's the whole premise. I dropped my cell phone and now I have to get up. Yeah, yeah. That's the first right. word. The, the premise is the you have it really well, but something stupid no, happens. That, that's like in uh, like a silly ironic phrase. But that's the whole point. That's the whole point is because because people. I mean, we look as Americans a certain way to everyone around us. Really, first world want, problems are the same as third world problems if they're real problems. Yeah, theoretically. Absolutely. These first world problems that you're mentioning. The whole point is a joke, though. It's a whole yeah, big it, joke. Exactly. It's and, not supposed to mean like real problems. And that's fine. That's fine as long as it's understood to be kind of a pun or like kind of a spoof yeah. on first world problems. That's fine as long as it's understood to be a like, spoof. Uh, and in fact, and in fact, it's my also light bulbs in reality. Out, so now I got to change. Because a lot of a lot of problem. a lot of uh, us that live in the first, so to speak, so you know, so to speak kind of the first world environment, you know, do become disassociated with reality in this in the sense where that spoof is true. But Suburbs but problems. but there's there's a large factor there that, you know, also I think needs to be recognized. John, uh, I was gonna ask you, what's the name of that movie? There's uh, a first world problem. Go ahead. The government wants you to act a certain way. And it's so big that they've like given you these things all these years, and then they want to change it. Fuck the government. That's a first world problem. Can you stop my phone by the door? I'm sorry for interrupting. No, no, it's fine. Um, is this okay? Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Okay. Um, no, I was just gonna say uh, there's this movie right now. Uh, I think it's called uh, I think it's called God Bless America. 
And it's this story about this guy named Frank, actually, and I think he's got cancer. Be putting a trailer up later. But basically, he's gonna die, and he decides oh, instead of killing himself, yeah, he's gonna go out and kill people oh, that have no, first world problems. So, for example, he's watching the TV, and one of these like Sweet Sixteen shows comes on, and the girl is like, "I didn't want the Lexus. I wanted the the whatever." And like, he's like, "Oh, okay." Well, then he goes out, finds her, and shoots her in the head. That's fucking awesome. And the whole movie is like he's just like going on American Idol and shooting those people because like you know people can't afford to eat, and they're like. You know, doing their thing, getting rich, and like, so that's that movie, and that, I think that's a great representation of it. Yeah, I want to um, watch that. That's that'd be a great movie to watch. I think it's more of an indie movie, if I'm not mistaken. I would like to see that. Very interesting. Good. And uh, so, anybody got anything else on first world problems? Is there any that you that we really like? We really hate. College kids. Their whole world is. And their whole world is first world problems. Yeah, and yeah, entitled people are so like true. that. Privileged. It's. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, entitled. I, I was just, I was just walking out of a, uh, you know, a, a restaurant today, and there were a number of, uh, you know, young kids. They're like twelve. You know, eleven years old, so and children. They're talking about. Kids. They're talking about. You know, he, he the the one of the one of the young guys was saying something about he's just recently come upon you know ninety dollars, and he was talking about what he was going to do with it, and you know he's like that's enough to 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 buy something that was you know if I had ninety dollars yeah right it, now, it was a very insignificant item that he was talking about like buying two weeks of gas you know and and whereas like a a, a kid from like another gold. you know maybe another country you know would be looking upon that as like a gold mine you know yep. I mean it's like and you know it would have been a much more significant thing to him this this was a trivial matter to but I mean you know right it's, ninety dollars there's people know, in the world who don't have ninety dollars right and let alone yeah, twelve and, I mean, kids. and that's a perfect you know, exactly. The actual example. daily living amount of money to live every day for the rest of the world is only $2 a day is what they live off. I saw this picture of uh, this family from India, and the, like they took all their shit out of the house, and it was literally like a chair, a table, a couch, like not a couch. And then it was like a picture from these American kids, and it was like a whole block of like toys and shit. And I was just like... Why do Americans need this much all the time? So obviously that's that's first world. I mean that's a product of the environment. It is a product. Of the I I agree with you, John. We grew up, you know, wanting shit. So it's like it got to a point. I mean it's it's really fucked up. I've been having a really hard time having like a complete thought because I just find myself arguing with myself. <laughs> um, but it's like okay, we were raised in. You know, nice houses with, like, DVDs and fucking, you know, music systems and whatnot. So it's like, we're in that environment as a child, and then what we think after childhood is, okay, how do I maintain that? Yeah. And that's fucked. It's really fucked. I'm not going to say that I don't have nice things. A lot of the things that I buy are from garage sales in the Salvation Army and were like given to me for you know, passed down and you know, throwback things. At the same time? But it's still the environment. It's like other people have yeah. these things right. and I still have an opportunity to pick up these things at obviously a lower price, but it's like 
at, the, at the same time, I mean, uh, the you know, to to allude to Frank's earlier comment about running water and so forth. I mean, these are these are. I mean, running water is even better, you know. But I mean, like, uh, it, in the past in the past centuries, the average United States citizen is accommodated by uh, luxuries that only kings had, royalty had. In, in, I have a in, bicycle. in past centuries, there's I mean, a lot of places where you're lucky to have a bicycle. Cold, cold water. Yeah. Uh, hot water. Know, hot water. Clean water. Yeah. For Christ's even sake. even better. Hot water. For God's sakes. But yeah. But I mean, yeah, ice I cold water, it. so you can have a you know, and ice cubes at at, at your at your yeah. leisure. I have a you know all of these like, things. I mean, television. My God, kings in the past didn't even have it. I know. You know I, I mean, got I got a friend. We live like we we live. That's a lie. You know, and this this brings to mind a book by the name of an author called Jose Ortega y Gasset. Who wrote a book by? It was called Revolt of the Masses, and uh, you know this is this is uh, you know information that's uh, relative to this kind of a thing where we as a population have not only now have but expect luxuries that that were in previous throughout history, See, human history. We're not. We're is not, it a matter of expecting you know? it though? Yes. I don't expect. To have sure these you things. do. I sure work you. for these things, though. Yeah, but you know, like, well, you expect you expect that these things happen that you should me. you should be able you should you expect to that that you should have these things. I mean, if you were without these things, you would be a very unhappy character. I would and, only, uh, but but and, only if you didn't grow up with those things, it, right? You don't know that's that. correct. But we have we have all been conditioned in that way. If you're conditioned for a certain lifestyle, and then you're suddenly humbled, you're going to realize. For me, take me for example. I had Christmases without gifts. I my house was heated with a kerosene heater, like there. But it's also like I had heat and I had a house. So yeah, it's like the like. You I'm, didn't live the lifestyle that like makes you feel entitled. You know what I mean? Yes, that's exactly like everything that I have. I appreciate, and Good. it's because I. Because you you're know, fucking working class, yeah. just like me, pretty much. Like most of I us, I think that first world yeah, problems is silly as far as the internet thing goes. Okay. I think it's hilarious, but I think it's fucking funny. I think I, I think it translates into any any number of societies. It but does exactly. There, there's a growing middle to to speak to Jackie's point. There's a growing middle class in India. Oh, and and, yeah. there's, and and there's a large number of people in India that have, are poverty stricken. But if you go to Mumbai, uh, houses there. Real, you know, property is comparable to New York City. Really, it's that that extraordinary. I'm gonna have to uh, look into that because I've been looking. I've actually heard that. I've actually heard that India, among other countries, is very classist. Yep, it's absolutely very caste. It's caste. It's like if you if you like compare it to America, we clearly have a first class and we clearly have a poverty class, and in India it's the same, only it's much more divided. Where we're like more shade of gray, there's like a gradient of okay, rich, not as rich, not as rich, kind of you know neutral, middle class, middle class, middle lower class, right. and then you know the poor. Where in India, it's like much more divided with less shade of gray. See, absolutely. And one of the it's like okay, you can have a house, but you have to compromise and give up a lot of fucking shit. 1950, one man could have a job. That's right. Have two cars, 
and support his family That's right. of four people. His wife could stay at home, and it would be fine. Like there was no fucking. That was an expectation issue. of the culture at the time. It now, was. It was. That was. It was. It was the American dream at that point. Both of their parents don't work, and they're lucky if they can. After World gas War II, put into their one car, right? The women went to work. Yeah. After World War II, the women went to work, and they didn't stop going to work. And the, like the cost of living has gone. The way cost up, of living went up because the, everybody was producing more, and has, hey, it all stayed the it same. All, or gone down. Right. There's yes. a there's a thing on the internet. It's another meme, um, and it shows a picture of a guy who has like a mullet, and you know the mutton chops going on the whole bit. And it says, I dropped out of high school when I was 17. I never went to college. I currently own a home, three cars, and support a whole family. I'm your father. Good luck trying to do the same. And it's a message to the children because we can't at this point. No, like, fuck no. Both parents have to be working, so who's left to watch children? No one. So you're left with a whole generation of children that are essentially the bureaucracy watches the children. I don't know. That's the bureaucracy okay. I was, watches the children. I'm not going to say uh, I raised uh, myself via various organizations and so forth, and it loses the uh, familia that is very, very important. And uh, that's where, personally, you know, I think that uh, you know some of these, you know, countries that we would say maybe some of us would look down upon. Uh, Really have have a, a great deal of strength there because they they're the grandparents are heavily involved the parents are heavily involved you know with the family and stuff like that multi generational uh, see yeah it's I, uh, it's really that. important and I think we've lost a lot of bond, bonds in that way but do you think culture. that it's it's our fault individually or was this like sense of entitlement like thrust upon us by images we see in the media because I think media absolutely plays into it heavily. Yeah it is. It's it's, uh, it's a lot of things. It can't I think be it's, just okay. I think it's a cultural Here's, I think it's a philosophical what about, cultural thing. Uh, okay, there's parents see I don't know if it's just old money or what. I think it's also a bold experiment. The fact of the matter is that I'm sure a lot of these, uh, I know a couple of people whose parents weren't rich, whose parents didn't have all these things, but now they've got good jobs. So they're like, okay, I'm going to give my kids like what they need, what they want. I can't disagree with that. But to a certain extent, I can like see myself pushing my kids to like work for what they want. Absolutely. Well, my theoretical kids. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not gonna give my fucking kids everything. I, I have no, I have no show them what, God, no. It, it, what the value of a dollar is. Like, it's really important, and it's going away. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, at least to to encourage them to understand that, uh, you know, you you have to be able to. Yeah, to, to show them the the, the the resources are important because I think that, that that's one of the that's things... That's exactly that, what it is. Resources. People don't figure shit out for themselves anymore as far as people younger, I, I would say. Even yeah. to a certain extent, I, I, I'm hoping. Age, I'm hoping, though, I'm like, hoping, though, that, that with... Uh, I get it. I'm hoping that with... Uh, with the, uh, the recession, I think... And I think with the understanding that that there's this this 
hardships that we're facing. I think that young people, I, I, I'm hopeful that, that, the, that, the, that the young people that are coming up now will maybe work a little bit harder. I hope so, because you, you hear people who, you know, grandparents who were in the Depression who, like, you know, cleaned their styrofoam cups right. that they got. That's right. Well, they, they're, they're, they're commonly referred to as our greatest generation. That is. That's you know. what you we have to do. That's like, right. The people I, that experienced like, the Great Depression. That's, like, another level. Of, that, like, obviously, I don't waste as much as I can because I appreciate we learn got, we learn from the hardship god damn though that should reusing ziploc bags that's like I do that all the time that's a moral fucking thing it's like that's the polar opposite of entitlement that's like I've got this and I'm going to use it because it's what I have and that's America's losing touch of that I think but I think at the same time America and like we, we, we speak of like the American American decline and so forth within you know uh, the politics and the you know hegemony of the world. Um, I think that, that what we see today, you know, when we really look around, we really find ourselves in a landscape where we're not so weak, I think. I think that actually that we're gaining some some I think we're gaining I had some no ground idea against China. I could do what I'm doing I right think, now. I think so that I think that China when you look at when you look at each of these various countries and regions throughout the world within their own environment, not within the world landscape. Right. I think you see that, that, that all the regions and all of the countries have their own problems. Uh you know, you look at you look at uh, the European Union, for example. Obviously, you know, uh, we have a lot of affinity living in, in the United States towards, you know, Europe and uh, certainly Britain. Uh, I hope I hope the best comes comes out of that region, and I hope that they're they're coming through the difficulties See, that they're experiencing. A lot of the and I think they will. And I think they will. I'm talking about yeah, Greece like is certainly a piece of those that, but I think it's places you know, though. Uh, Europe, Britain has, I mean, base, okay, let's take England or Germany. You can but not France. be living in fucking Germany. And the police can walk into your door, take you away, and then you'll never be seen again. Uh, it's, like, it's not like that it's anymore. It's a part of their, I've I don't think it's like that in Germany within the past, like, four years. It's happened. You know it's, they can do that here, right? Well, now that yeah, it's, it's not it's not it's not so uh, yeah. bad there now. It, you know, during World War II, under uh, Nazi Nazi uh, you know uh, rule, yeah, Germany was a bad place to be. Even after it, I don't know. Uh, after it, during the Cold War, and prior to the uh, the, the wall the being broken. Power. Actually, that was it was. I'm, real quick, that's actually fascism. What's this were fascist? No, I'm talking about right now. Oh, okay. I think socialism speaks more of uh, practical socialism as it is planned out for as far as like the UK and stuff. That kind of socialism is uh, that's like more of a democratic. It's more of a it's, it's a mix because basically how it works is like where let's take ComEd for example. If you want electric, you're pretty much going to ComEd even if you go to like uh, an alternative. Actually, there's yeah, still just recently there's been there, full, full well. Here's the thing. Like let's let's take one of ComEd's. 
competitors, quote unquote. I can't remember the name. Of it, it doesn't matter. What, well, what I'm saying is, they still use ComEd's equipment to supply us with electricity, even though they're a third party. In the UK, for example, Australia. In the UK, for example, their electric company is run by the government, and those essential things are. With that, that's a different kind of socialism. Uh, socialism is like the middle ground between communism and a democracy. Well, under yeah, and under Marx and Engels, socialism was viewed as a precursor to communism. And yeah, definitely. It was a natural evolution from, from capitalism our, to socialism. From our point of view, but from like a communist point of view, from a communist point of view, it's the segue into capitalism, though. You ever think of it that way? Um, from our point of view. Okay, so what I'm yeah. saying is okay. From our point of view, we always ban, you know, we, we label socialists as the bad guy because no, it segues. No, no, no. It's true. It's true. No, keep going. Uh, when that's why, when, when like Obama was first running for his presidency, people would accuse him of being a socialist. Which and is, they still do. They still do. <laughs> but what I'm saying is the reason that has a negative. Okay, the reason it has a negative connotation is because, because that segues into communism. Communism is like ideal, though. It's an ideal state. On paper, yeah. Just let me finish. So, so basically, we as Americans, if somebody's branded a socialist, it's it's sort of branded as anti-American because it's it's people see it as a segue towards communism. However, the communists see socialism as a segue into capitalism and democracy. Well, see, and that's, I, I would, that's the thing. It's a I would battle between I would the disagree with you on that, and the right? socialists. Okay. And so I would disagree with you on that. I, I would say capitalism the Chinese might be saying that. It's not but the Russians, uh, the Soviets sure didn't well, say that. Well, the, the Soviets, well, here's the thing. You know, to give you an example, to give you an example, like a real world example, I am Yugoslavian. Okay. Are you? Yes. I'm, I've got a I'm part of Yugoslavian, and there was one big country that was Yugoslavia that broke up into Slovenia, Croatia, Montenegro, Yugoslavia. Serbia, you know, Albania. Uh, so um, basically, for a long time, and that you know, NATO got involved, but there was there was the commies in Serbia, and there was you know the you know the people that were capitalists in like Slovenia, Croatia, and I actually my family's from Slovenia. So like uh, basically. The commies didn't want socialism, and the capitalists didn't want socialism. But that's the middle ground that was a compromise. So they both see it as something bad, only because it seems like it's halfway towards... It's one foot in the door of the other place, because it's right in the middle. I'm sick of compromising. And it's, so, well, at the, end, at the end of the day, what these different, these different references mean is that... When you're talking about a purely capitalist society, you're talking about a society that goes along with these ideas such as that we've heard in the past, such as laissez-faire, uh, you know, the black hand, uh, the capitalism, meaning the markets monitor themselves, uh, with socialism uh, being the idea that there has there, there's maybe some intervention between this idea of laissez-faire and government, which intervenes what in some level. What is laissez-faire? Laissez-faire is a term. Is a term that kind of means let things run themselves in a right. natural the way. The markets will will monitor themselves. The in other words, hand. in other words, free market. In let other it, words, let it let it grow itself. Let it be, let us do its own thing. Right. In and other words, when when the it's, it's like it's like the pendulum is self-correcting. That's really the idea. Uh, the pendulum being an old reference uh, that the, you know, that the Masons use really, and I and I always like 
this idea of I a pendulum. I, I see everything as a pendulum. Uh, in other words, when things go out of whack, it will it will always come back. And this is this is a uh, and it's and, and it, there's a lot of value to it, and it's true. And it's true in an economic sense. It's true in a political sense. You know, uh, you know when things get out of whack to a certain point, that's when revolutions happen. For example, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You so, know, there's another thing I wanted to comment on really quick, and that is something John said that I want to make sure that he doesn't get heat for it and leak from our listeners because he said. Uh, communism is a good thing, on paper. Oh yeah, I actually, I immediately after I said that, I realized we were being recorded. Communism would work really well in the hands of the right people. Um, here's a here's it's a utopian. There, I don't know. I also consider myself somewhat of a capitalist too. I like to make money to buy the things here, that here's, I here's like. How I see don't it. like to you know necessarily share that with every single person. On so, planet, so the only way communism really works is it. I mean, because commun- communism is built on a system where everything's fair as far as what you get, but it's also set up to be something that's very fair to what you give, and. You know, people don't, we don't always, I mean, if there's two sets of people, there's no guarantee to say this guy is going to work as hard as this guy. Right. You know? That's uh, what, are you but, getting towards a world system? No, well, all I'm saying is communism definitely has its downfalls, and I think that is the downfall. And capitalism has a downfall, too. Because while communism, sure well, I mean, th- I think communism's biggest downfall is because everything is so fair, it, there's a lot of corruption there. Well, and, and I could, I would, actually, I would actually point to any. No, I would, I would, I could actually point to a number of other exactly. shortcomings. But uh, you know, there's a lot of shortcomings. But I'm saying within a capitalist democracy, there's shortcomings as well. I just like the I idea. Could point to a number of shortcomings there as well. I Ideally, I want to provide a service and trade that service for goods. I want the United States to be on the barter system. I want. Money to money's well, gonna fucking destroy itself. The dollar bill. The barter system is only works in very simple economies. Uh, why would you need anything other than a simple economy? Because we're not. We don't live in a village anymore. Oh, exactly. Come on, though. We live in a very. Come on. Sad, we sad, we break ourselves up in little Jim communes, Jim. and then we. Yeah, but but while you think it's a good idea, it, it makes sense. Everyone's not gonna do think it. it's a good I idea. I wish we could. Go back to a barter system. But we live. Won't. I mean, we're, I mean, to, for that to work, we would have to live in a, in a community where we only trade essentials. When right now we have so many not essentials, but we I have know. a lot Isn't of wants. I know. Isn't it fucking disgusting, though? We have a lot of things God. we don't need that are that are bought and sold See, every day. But again, I, I don't know. How are, how are you going to call? Downfall of communism. Yeah, I love your sentiment on that, John. I really do. Well, yeah, I, oh, I love your sentiment. And I think I think if you really believe strongly in that, I know it won't right? happen, but. I'm yeah. gonna try to find a commune to go live on, so that you, I can. You could definitely check out some so other countries that, that do that. Completely withdraw myself from all this bullshit. So, yeah, yeah. If you go, if you go to, for example, uh, some smaller systems, uh, meaning, you know, maybe, maybe going to like 
literally like an island or something like that, which really has very or small economies. The Rocky Mountains. You're gonna, you're gonna, yeah. No, you're yeah. right about that too. You go up into Appalachia, certain parts actually. of Appalachia and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, which you can go to like before anyone starts making jokes. Uh, I have family that's up in that area. No, no jokes. Down in that area. Uh, I don't even know that area. But, uh, All I know is they got really good seafood up there. <laughs> you know, I'm not talking about like Kentucky. And yeah, like yeah. Lower, lower Appalachia. Lower Appalachia. Yeah. Appalachia. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, lower yeah. Appalachia. What's up, Dan? Yeah, I'm not talking about the. I'm not talking about the. I've been to Kentucky once. I'll still. I'll make a still and trade it for Dan. Go ahead. I've been to Kentucky once, and all I have to say about that place is first, gorgeous. Kentucky is a common state. It is gorgeous. Good God. It's awesome, too. It's beautiful. If you're ever looking for a place to find a refuge from the police, go to Kentucky because they won't extradite you to Illinois. Yeah. Nice. Commonwealth. Second, Kentucky, really? You have dry counties, like whole. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, really? Yeah, yeah, in they Kentucky. do. Kentucky. Yeah, in my family, the, the county that my family day. lives in is a dry county. You have to go to Tennessee or West Virginia to get. Everyone to, should uh, be shit faced all day in Kentucky, running through the woods and all that gorgeous. Yeah, it's not not the case. It's a, it's the Bible Belt. But yeah, you know, there's uh, I could never. There's live there. people who make moonshine there. It's beautiful. You know why I could never live there? It's pretty country. It's not so uh, gorgeous. It's got nothing to do with the alcohol or anything per se. But I could never live there because I would never want the government impeding on my life and being that intrusive to decide. It's happening right now, Frank. No, I know, which is why I hate everything. You don't even know. No, No, I know. I do know. I do know. I'm not happy about that. Frank's not a dumbass. Look in the mirror. They're micing you as we speak. Well, oh, I'm making myself. I'm making. I'm making our thoughts right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, we're making ourselves. Yeah. I hate yeah, the government, right. and I want to be an anarchist. But I, I think, well, it, it's it's kind of a broad statement to <laughs> say that because anarchy works. Anarchy in the UK. Just to say you hate the government. Greece overthrew is, their government. Subvert. Sorry. Subvert. You talking about recently? Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, they they wait, <laughs> it's Frank time. It's Frank time. Uh, I was just saying that, like, to say you hate the government or love the government is, is I think it's too black and white a statement. Because there are certain things within each government, including our own, that are good and really bad. And I hate the things that are bad and I like the things well, that are frankly, good. Well, frankly, our government love takes great care of us. See, and we, take great, and we take actually, great care of ourselves. Yeah, I, I had this conversation earlier with an uncle of mine. and uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Frank. No, no, go ahead. John's, John's. Basically, um, democracy All day. is beautiful. <laughs> But only if we had a real democracy. We're more of a republic than a democracy. We, we are technically a representational democracy. Where we elect our representatives. We're a facade of you're, freedom. You're referring to like the it's electorate and stuff like that. It's a facade. It's not, if you, you were in NATO, you know it's, it's all fake. It's not all fake. No, it's not all fake, John. You would be this like, isn't a diplomacy fake. because our opinion doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. It does. It's it a republic. Matter. Okay, here's why it's a republic. And my uh, Uncle Greg brought this to light to me today. If it was a democracy, we would be voting for the presidents. But it's a republic, so we're voting for electors' persuasion. Yeah. The middleman cuts out the whole yeah. well, idea of democracy. Well, and in, in the middle, but the middleman. And you're, it's that, here that, to that, protect that's, us. Okay. That's all. That's all of our. That's our systems of checks and balances. When you're talking about, if you're referring to legislative, and executive, and uh, John, what you're saying is branch. they're non-existent, but really they are, they exist. They just don't work. He's saying they're they they're there. 
And you're saying they're there, but they don't work. They okay. exist, but they're so and, and, and I would, I would definitely, I would definitely give, give, give you that on that, John. Is that you know our, our legislature, I think primarily our legislature is where we failed. Uh, I think our, I think I, our, yeah, I think our executive definitely. and judicial branches are relatively solid. I think the judicial branch is the most solid, yeah. actually, because I feel like the one, the when one the legislative branch makes something stupid, I think the judicial branch goes in and says, "We're not, right. we're not going to rule on this." The area that, was the area that, I, is, that, that I don't like about the is, uh, there's one thing that I don't like about the judicial. What what we've done with the judicial, but go ahead, John. What are you saying? For. I can't remember now. Uh, I think it was uh, like five to three or five to four. Seem uh, I don't even really want to talk about it. It goes into Republicans versus Democrats, and I don't think either of them are Those right. Labels are fake. They're both becoming the same fucking thing, and it's it's like make me really nervous about life in America. Um, but. You know, when you it, say life, I actually, I talked to my brother today too, and he was oh, Mike. I, yeah, I, I love Michael. Mike. Yeah, some He's of you guys so know Michael. Um, I was talking to Michael. I had a. I, I'm not a phone person. I'm sure most of you know. Um, I'm a text person. I think I'm definitely a text yeah, person. You're but I get on the phone with Michael, and I talk to him for about an hour. Um, Jackie and I were at the uh, at the NATO summit on Sunday, and it's like. Uh, not necessarily yeah, the whole cool. like protest idea very cool. what is, has been I'm on my mind, but I will say that it has. Guys, guys, guys. We're, sorry. Um, I will say that it's been um, floating around in my head. It's not necessarily what the protest was about, but the like everything associated with it. I, it's hard to explain what I've been thinking, but basically. I'm pretty sure that everything is just like right in front of us and everyone's just lying and it doesn't like nothing that we're doing is really affecting a lot of stuff. And it's really making me nervous because the constitution says that you have the right to assemble peacefully and yeah, if the government gets out of control then you have the right to overthrow it. Definitely. But You've got all these things happening, and it, they're all controlled. It's it's just really making me think that the Constitution, the thing that built this country, the like, okay, I'm not. I, it's, it's kind of it's a, a touchy serious, subject. Serious, yeah. It, it is. What he's touching on is an extraordinarily important topic. What John's touching on is extraordinarily important topic, and I think that a lot of people feel the same way that John's describing it. Our forefathers wrote the Constitution after killing all these Indians. Um, but that's the America that we live in now, was based off of the Constitution. And these constitutional rights are just being picked away at. Like, we're losing them. So, what is the country going to be after the piece of paper that had the plan for the country is invalid. Like, it's just going to be a different place, and I don't like, like, I like the Constitution. I do too. I like having I, I do as well. my Bill of Fucking Rights. Damn right. So, how is it in everyone up there's power? 
to take that away. I'll tell you how, really quick. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Nine eleven. That's how. They, they, you're right. They use. It all started. At they 9/11. use. That's they use tools of fear. Patriot Act. They use Ooh, tools of fear. Started it. Even get me started. Patriot Act started. Fucking Patriot Act. They use tools of fear. I'm sorry. They use like, tools of fear and they make it seem like we're more protected if we give up freedoms. That's how they do it. That's what it is. It's sacrificing freedom for safety. And that's how they're getting to everybody. That's how Obama, even, well, clearly it started. I mean, it kind of started all the way back to Bill Clinton at the end of his second term. But I would say I would say the the common the common thrust of what we're what we're experiencing started after World War II. <laughs> the common thrust of what we're experiencing started after World War II. Go ahead, Dan. Dan said his hand raised. There's a, there's actually a famous quote. It says, "Give me liberty, or make sure you do everything you can in your power to take away all of my rights to make sure I don't die." Who said that? No one. It's give me liberty, give me death. Period. Which who said that? John Paul okay. Jones. Thomas Paine said that. Yep. A oh, bunch of people upset it. Give me liberty or give me death. Yeah, I learned that in like elementary school. <laughs> I love Thomas Paine. You wrote that. I don't know him personally, but yeah. I mean, that quote is really Jones is British. You know what I'm saying? He's home, yeah. Call him T-Pain. Nobody, nobody calls him T-Pain. I'm like anti-government, though. I live, a, I live my life, and I know that the government controls it, but... I don't give a fuck. Yeah, we, we, we try well, to convince ourselves. Let me say this, though, let me say this though too. Impulsive. Also, also, guys, guys, guys. Yeah. I would almost. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Am I on? Yeah, I'm just. I'm trying to moderate. Okay. I would also Thank say, really, that. Yeah, we need that. What that that we as as Americans, I think I think one of the reasons why we're a great country is because we're constantly on our top officials and we're constantly monitoring every action and 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 in that way we make sure that that system's integrity sustains itself but i will say that when we look if we, so if, we take, if we take if we take if we take a step back it's closed though it's fucking ridiculous if we take a step back though the patriot we look, wasn't even read by the people hold who on. signed it if we look, right if we look it was at it, we, we see we see that the United States government, What's up? The, the the system that we live under, actually is still a system that provides more for its people than really, you know, maybe any other country in the world. I mean, uh, European countries. Are, and now I'm now maybe I'm sounding socialistic because no, you know please. no it's uh, hard not to sound one way or the other you know well because because you because just all pick all part the good things all all first everything all, all first all first world if you want to say first world countries uh, have have indeed come into a place where where there's a so- socialism has been introduced and and I think that you know. That is another another discussion, but uh, I'll tell you, you right know, now, there's like a socialist movement going on in America, and I don't know how comfortable I am with it. Why is that? Um, again, because I am somewhat of a capitalist. I believe that I should work for what I have. Damn right. And I don't believe that the government should provide me with. To be fair, anything. I would say really. I'll take unemployment. But it's only because I've been paying into it for fucking ever. I'll take Social Security because I've been paying into it. There won't be Social Security when I'm eligible to get it. I think that 
Um, it's it's basically like this, okay? In America, we have welfare, and we have ways. Like, I, personally, I I don't I, I haven't taken advantage of these things, but there are ways. There there's loopholes to get more money out of the government, and people do this. And, you know, they'll say that they're living with their parents. Okay, for example, you've got a couple with a child. The mother of the child claims that she is a single mother living by herself with the child. When in reality, she's living with her husband or her right. you know, yeah, boyfriend. And, and these things happen. Her boyfriend these things says happen. that he's living with and her parents all and doesn't have a job. And it's just like, give me money. Yeah, right. Give me and, money. And you know what? And, no, and this you is, have to work for your fucking shit. Right. That's and, the capitalist. There, there is. I'm, there I take pride in the things that I to, have because be, I've worked for I don't want to enter. I, yeah. I, I, was, I don't, I don't like really big government. Socialism is the government to, saying, oh, here's right. your food. I was, here's I was just acknowledging basically that, no, that I agree well, that, right. that unfairness no. is, is he's right. you know. What well, well, I'm saying is proponents. People take advantage of shit. They're taking advantage, yeah. But, but what I'm saying is, I'm not agreeing or disagreeing, because I do agree with you, but well, I'm, what I'm going to say is, the people who want to promote socialism probably agree with you, but... They want it for the best. Well, hold I'll on. give them that. Well, hold okay. on. Okay, I'm but sorry. What they're saying is, because there's different degrees and different uh, kinds of socialism, it could mean that certain things are regulated. And in fact, to some degree, if we were to go to some different kinds of socialism, that might even go away. Because there's more government regulation for socialism. Right now, it's hard to regulate that kind of stuff, which I is think, why it happens. I think Do you want to be socialist? I, I think we should. I don't. I think we year. shouldn't. I actually think that this this particular nuance. Like party or well, I think that I think that this particular nuance I is should too too involved for us to really try to broach in in a short discussion. That's why I don't vote. Uh, I don't, think, I don't think we can. I don't oh, think we can really give, the, give this. I mean, maybe maybe through a course of a very uh, various segments, we could maybe yes, Dan. maybe talk on. You this. do. Oh man, I'm really glad. I'm glad Katie isn't here because she'd be so pissed off that we're talking Look about politics. Look at Dan's eyebrows. Dan, I don't vote. Okay, Dan. You may not have someone to vote for, but there is always someone to vote against. That's true. And while you don't go and vote. Some dumbass out there, some ignorant piece of shit who's listening to all this garbage from everybody else is going to go out there and vote for that sack of crap that's going to make thing, sure though, your Dan. life sucks. Okay. Dan is saying vote for the lesser of two evils. Let me that's tell what you this saying. Right I feel like they're all evil. That's why I well, vote you gotta I, for the lesser. They are. I, all right, let John go. Like I said earlier, I was Dude, talking to my uncle about this same shit. And he was... Okay, my Uncle Greg voted for Obama in 2008. And he realized that Obama has not come forward with the things that he's he ran on. True. But there's so much shit he it is true. But keep going, keep going. He killed a. a he had to do a lot of shit. Okay. Do, or or did he? Shit he whatever, whatever. No. He had to clean up after George Bush. Obama's a fucking puppet. Obama's a puppet. Aren't they? George all? Bush is a puppet. Ron Paul's not. If he was president, he would be like, no, I'm gonna talk all loud and really fast like this, and I'm gonna get fucking shit done, and I'm not gonna have federal taxes. I'm and gonna add the federal the bank. That's like exactly what all say. of this shit. Okay, my uncle said I voted for Obama in 2008, but I'm voting for Mitt Romney this year because I feel like Obama has lied to me. 
And I said, okay. You're voting for Mitt Romney? No, hold on. No, you said his I, uncle, you, uncle you need to listen to him. You said his uncle I, was voting for Mitt Romney. I was like, okay, Uncle Greg, I'm not voting for Obama. I did not vote for Obama in 2008, and I will not vote for him now. And I did not vote for fucking, uh, oh, fucking, George uh, Bush? no, what's his name? Clinton? Uh, no. I, for, I John Kerry? Rainfart. No. Um... Um, Howard Dean. Uh, the Maverick. <laughs> you guys are, the, you guys are uh, not being uh, McCain, McCain. Yeah, John, John McCain. McCain and Sarah Palin. I didn't vote for them either. I wrote Ron Paulin because I, I pay McCain my fucking taxes and I have to have my vote count. I voted for Bob Barr. Basically, my Uncle Greg was like, don't vote for Obama. You should think about voting for Mitt Romney because of what he's, you know, what he's saying about the Second Amendment, which is gun rights. Michael Greg is a, you know, a, a gun nut, a NRA member. I'll put it that way. He's got a gun. Hey, I have no problem with NRA, actually. I don't either. My, I, I, he actually said though. he could put me in contact with the, uh, the... Representative Illinois I'm lobby. All, I'm all lobbyist uh, for all the about, NRA. Uh, I want to talk to this guy you know, because I feel right like to bear arms. anything that yeah, I am too. I disagree. But anything in the Constitution, it's our fucking right. That's what I think. The that's, I think that's for. the final check. That's what America amongst is political, for. Uh, amongst right. the political system. So, basically, he was telling me vote for Mitt Romney because you have to vote for the lesser of two evils. Exactly. That's where. That's kind of where I've been no, at. No, no. I'm gonna write in Ron Paul. I'm gonna write in Ron Paul and too. And then I'm gonna fucking get on a plane with my little brother and fly to Africa. And Hell yeah, there dude. For, I was talking uh, again. Yeah, I talked good, to Michael. Good luck in Africa, John. I, I, well, that's just an example. Good luck. Basically, they're gonna love you. Basically. Oh, shit. He, I was like, I was, uh, I, I haven't had a lot of. And they'll really love you to talk about this like confidently with. But Michael, I was like, and Michael too, I was like, I'm really upset with the way that America is. And I, I want to be a democracy and I want to be a capitalist. I want to work for my shit and pay for it. And he was like, well, you know, capitalism is wrong. It's, but you're proud of what you do. So what Michael is doing is working and saving money <laughs> Until the country goes to shit, and then he's gonna jump on a plane and find refuge somewhere. I, you know what? And that's I'm gonna go with him. I'm going with my. I don't brother. think that's necessarily a bad idea because I've heard a lot of things, very mathematically, very scientifically. If you follow trends in this country, we're gonna have something go on. Every capitalist society has gone down. Dan, paradigm. The shift. Romans. Okay, Dan's Dan's paradigm, paradigm shift. Subvert um, the dominant paradigm. So there are these things that are called Overtake. baby boomers, and they're doing what I like to say is uh, holding up a lot of shit, and soon enough they'll all be too old to function, and once that giant mass of people blocking everything is out of the way, uh, we'll be free to actually make some progress. But until then, there's, a, a, you know, so many things that could go wrong in the country. Oh, definitely. That, that would actually may lead to more baby boomers because baby boomer, baby boomers came out of um, the reason we had baby boomers is because we had a war and people felt like they had to repopulate the country World War Two. we could go to war we're actually soon. going through very good times we're, we're going through very good times right now but we could we potentially could go to war with several countries right now 
If you follow the news, the current generation. We could, of children. Right. We could go to war with anyone in the Middle East right now, yeah, especially right. especially Iran. Uh, oh. We, could we just bought all these unmanned armed drones. We, we could go to war. You know, with, you know, with actually, Korea. it was NATO. It was actually a NATO initiative that bought the uh, the know. drones, I, and uh, I actually encourage that behavior because I think that. I think that it, uh, you know, and, and actually, it's interesting also Make because out because our, our one of our previous discussions was <laughs> what is NATO obsolete, and 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 it's interesting that that development that's now happened is that uh, out of that summit, out of the summit so far, uh, there's been uh, common agreement amongst NATO uh, countries to make a you know common purchase for these kinds of things and 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 so yeah this is this is now a political discussion which no you know uh is it good is it bad i don't know you know it's it, no it's it's basically like every country thinking that every other country is north korea with their crazy nuclear war well, i mean that we're just but at least no, but it's a shared expense fear of I'm, everybody else okay, what okay. i what i am we for is a shared keep expense everybody in check. i'm for a shared expense Go ahead. You good? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say I'm for a shared expense, and that's and I and that's where I, I think that it has value that that killing that, that machines, the NATO group. Though. Well, they are killing machines. Uh, you can't have and I'm not, through violence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with you on that, you John. Can't. I, I and I'll always agree with you. Blowing my that. fucking mind. Wait, and while you say something? Yes. Yes. Any step towards military towards militarization where they're like negating Mark. human issues, like primarily healthcare. Um, from what I saw at the NATO summit, it's just wrong. Go ahead. Definitely. Uh, I want to just really quick want to let you know that uh, I'm having a really difficult time moderating all you guys. But um, I want to say <laughs> you're doing a really good. No, it's okay. Here's the moderation. My apologies, Frank. It's okay. Having you know what? conversation is different than having two conversations. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think my opinion on the whole. Are you getting a call? I'm not. Those? No, that was you. That's no not me. I don't think that was me. Uh, anyway, um, I just wanted to say, like, we're on the brink of war with so many countries. So oh, if you, I mean, obviously, what you said about the baby boomers is something that's commonly agreed upon. But we could, we could go with war to China tomorrow as soon as they stop, decide to stop lending us money and decide to collect on their debt, the, the debt we have to them. We can go to war tomorrow. And China is totally dependent on us as well. China is a symbiotic cool. relationship. I mean. Uh, we 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 have this this fear of China and and surely China is an emerging power largely emerging because, it's already emerged you know largely because uh, over the course of the last thirty years uh, you know our corporations and even even government has encouraged uh, so much uh, activity over there we basically were the ones who brought them brought them. To this point, really, uh, that's not to say that that the Soviet Union wouldn't have done it if we hadn't stepped in and stepped into that void. And I think that from a political standpoint, that was partly why we did it. It was, it was all strategic. But uh, you know, um, yeah, China is a powerful nation. China has a lot of potential. China has a lot of people. Really, why, you know. I'll step back now. Oh, that's fine. Uh, I just wanted John to give everyone the phone number to call in. Oh yeah, we would love to hear your input in this, uh, in the states, outside of the states. Uh, our phone number is uh, 609-362-2557, 609-36-BALLS. 
And guys, uh, <laughs> again, without an alphanumeric keypad, that's going to be 609 362 2500. We got a call right now. Jackie P, I hope. I want to take her clothes off. Uh, someone answer it. Answer it. This is Super Bowl's podcast. Who is this? Oh, hey, it's John Fane. Hey, JF. John Fane. I know you've got something to speak of on this issue, my friend. Let's keep the jack coming. Yeah, I just turned it on and got it. You know, a topic that's very dear to my heart. Yeah, yeah, you're like, you're with, you're in tune with all this. I wish you would have been here last Sunday. It was fucking incredible, man. Oh, man. Fortunate that I missed. Yeah, we all got shit. What do you got to say, though? So, uh, you were just talking about China. Yep. Uh, uh, I don't, I don't think the United States has, you know, I had a, a pretty big fear of China for a while, and then I... I did a lot of reading about it, and uh, our fear of China, I mean, they have more to fear about really uh, the whole debt issue. Uh, more more Americans own more debt in the United States than anywhere else in the country. And but if China if, is in debt to us a lot of money. Uh, well, I mean, if China were to ever recall any of the debt money that we owe them, it would, you know, put a hold to our economy. Which, you know, it might hurt us a little bit, but it would bring the Chinese economy to its knees. I mean, they would literally, <laughs> yeah, they, would, they would stop. They're, they would have, I mean, we can see so them. much that we rely on us. John Fain is really smart. Without that, smart. they can't survive. I've not known him for very long. I, I agree with I what he's saying. Most of our debt is actually owned by Americans through bonds and trusts. No, the United States sold a war bond that's, that's counted into the total national debt. Right, right. Most of that is owned by Americans, but Japan actually owns more debt uh, than China does. Nobody ever talks about Japan. It's just, you know, fear-mongering from the government. No, yeah, also, Japan is John. Uh, a constant no, source of, yeah, uh, well, outsourcing it. At I like I like what you're saying, John. Uh, this is uh, Jim. I'm a guest here. I agree with what you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, we're not afraid of Japan because Japan is more democratic, and you know they think we're afraid of, of China because we still have this, you know, communist air from the 50s still going on. And you know, this McCarthy feeling of you know being laminated as a communist if you support something like that. Right. It's kind of outlandish. It's uh, yeah. It it kind of pisses me off. Yeah, it's our, it's our government, you know, just, you know, stirring the pot for the sake of stirring the pot. It's achieving nothing, really. But, uh, another thing. Sorry, I bought a cigarette. <laughs> All good, my friend. No, hey, but, uh, uh, no smoking on uh, this podcast. This is a family podcast. I don't smoke. Hey. You're just tying your shoe. For some reason. Tie my shoes. <laughs> but, uh... Your, the issue that you brought up with uh, the whole the brink of war all of the time, um, I, I would say that's kind of arguable. Uh, I would say that the United States like truly respects international law to an extent that to see us go to war is gonna it's gonna take some channels. But we did go right into well, Pakistan, okay. right against their you know our trees, our like understandings. Yeah, 
He was going. And granted, it was for good reason, but you know, waterboarding. United States didn't give a shit as far as the government and the rules. Oh, I agree. You know that as much as I agree with torture. I think torture is. is a, a horrible thing that most of the world has come to, you know, stand against the United States. Uh, for some reason, thinks that it's a, an appropriate tool. While while we're busy fighting these countries because they're, you know, not allowing human rights issues to be pushed through with so ruined. Right. So we're going to force so. human rights onto these people who've been living. Completely fine. Granted, you know, I'm all about women's rights and, Fuck you know, rights. things, well, as far as, like, even, like, speaking out loud, <laughs> we should give dog have rights, too. Hard time, like, Animal speaking. rights. Animal rights, oh. too. Sorry, John. Yeah. Uh, There's an issue that, you know, here in the United States, like, wait, these women don't have the right to vote? Or it's ironic. No, it's irony. All women have fucking rights. I don't want to talk about well, it. I, I think that we forget here in the United States that women didn't have the right to vote until 1920. I was only talking about women's rights as far as, like... It was actually like, after the if black If she has vote. sex before marriage, she gets stoned to death. What like, that type of thing. Rights. Well, it sounds outlandish to us, but this is... But, the fact, the yeah, the fact of the matter is it's worked for so fucking long. Thousands of years. How, yeah, how is it our, like, place to go in and impose something that... Like, if, exactly. if fucking Iraq came to the United States and was like, alright, you gotta start disrespecting your women, like, we'd be fucking crazy over it, like... Exactly. I mean, they have a system in play that, you know, we may not agree with, but it, it's working. How is it our business to fuck up their shit, though? Ron Paul wants to solve the, solu- the problems here in America. And yeah, I think that should be our priority. I agree. It, it, it should be a priority, but at the same time, uh, our presence in the international community is very important. I mean... A lot of we do a lot of really bad things, but at the same time we do a lot of good things. You know, we look at Libya. Oh. You know, a lot of people say we were dropping bombs on Libya, but it was as a means of you know having a democratic revolution that has brought you know the first election ever. It's, it's a pretty exciting thing to experience. Wait, I'm sorry. What what, what was Libya. the last two sentences you just said? Well, our, uh, our, revolution, our help with the revolution in Libya has subsequently, you know, granted Egypt happened first, but our help in Libya has helped foster this this idea of democracy in uh, Northeast Africa. And John, now, John now, in Libya John, also, it's legal to have sex with a woman six moderate. days after she's dead. What? John, I saw that. In I Libya. Saw that. Hold on, hold on. Let's I, I where are the human that. rights John. in that government John. overthrow that we helped? John, let, let Jim go after. We, there's, a, there's a lot of human rights issues, you know. It's, it's like a, the foundation of what I'm doing my uh, my schoolwork in. And we, we try to help a lot, but... We're not solving the problems that we need to solve, though. We're solving other people's problems before we solve our own. That's hypocritical. That's that's a Bible verse. That how do you take the how do you take a splinter out of someone's eye? You can't when you have a plank in your own fucking eye. Hold, hold on. Now now I'm talking to two Johns, uh, but John Fain <laughs> is called yeah, Fain. John uh, John John uh, the caller John Fain. Uh, and also to the John uh, 
Me. Yeah. I, I would just like to say, uh, uh, John Fain, I I totally acknowledge what you're referring to and so forth, and I think that what you're, John Fain is optimistic. John Fain is optimistic that uh, you know that these things are, you know, and that, that, that this drives me to my question to you. Is ten years down the road, do you see the uh, spring? So, so as it's referred to, yeah, the uh, do you see? Do you, yes, do you see it? Step it actually holding. Um, it, you know, I mean, uh, or do you see it it falling apart and? Uh, us finding a situation where all of our labors uh, result in, uh, you know, like uh, a situation where, you know, it's just a new fundamentalist. You know, it's like the new, the new bad guy. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I think, and that's that's I think a concern for everybody in the world. And uh, unfortunately. Um, I, I don't think it will end well. Uh, democracy is actually one of the most unstable systems. For two hours. And more often than not, a democracy will fail within its first five years and return to some sort of, you know, autocracy, theocracy. Right, and right, right. And that's my fear as well. You know, and particularly uh, when through my studies, and I and I don't profess myself to be, you know. Uh, Completely knowledgeable on the topic, but uh, my understanding is the Shiites are actually a little bit more fundamentalist than the uh, Sunnis. And uh, yeah, that's from my understanding as well. And I think uh, we're we're experiencing a situation where maybe there's some alignment that's happening with Iran and uh, so forth that it, it could uh, be a bad thing. Uh, I would I would. I don't think religion is a huge part of Africa. Uh, you, have to, you have to think about the region we're talking about here. You know, we have Africa. A lot of religion there has been, you know, it's important to people, but tribalism and, like, country of origin is still very strong. So, right. Um, general, so, sure, absolutely. Nationalism. <laughs> I hate nationalism. I a lot of uh, conflict over tribes. Yeah, I wasn't referring to Africa. By no means was I referring to Africa. Absolutely not. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. I, I misunderstood. Uh, within within the Middle East. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to broaden it out. I was just referring to the Middle East. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Syria is kind of a terrifying situation because you know the current regime is uh, Islamic and. You know, mostly uh, Shia, uh, from my understanding. Yeah. And they're they're aligning with Iran. Right. That's correct. And Iran is supporting them. Right. Uh, and it creates dangerous alignments. Uh, I think they said something like nine thousand people die now for for no reason. Right. Uh, they're aimlessly bombing people. So what? And what's going what's going to happen in Iraq? What's going to happen in Afghanistan? Uh. You know, yeah, absolutely. I, I I don't know how long this Arab Spring's going to last. I, I, I don't either. <laughs> as soon as there's I think American presence, I think. how is it 
uh, why would it not receive I think, that I think the United States was? May as far as like having oh, hold on, hold on. the United it's States as a police ability. I would like to believe that as well, and actually, I think so, that I think I mean, that the I Western. I foresee this lasting, you know, the next, you know, 10, 15 years because that's their plan. Go in, incite a revolution in these countries, and essentially destroy their government, and it, right. it causes instability, and you're going to see mass death at the hands of religion. But that's the that's the United States plan. If the government's not stable, they can't they can't go to war. We don't have to worry about them kind of this new, I guess it's a, it's a tactic of, of almost guerrilla warfare that it, it's very questionable because you're, you're pitting countries against themselves. You're essentially throwing them into civil war. John, John. Your own safety. John, let me, let me, <laughs> let me, uh, let, uh, that actually brought something to my mind. Let me ask you, I mean, it's, it's kind of a, uh, a, a, a difficult question, but, uh, You've got that sort of unrest that might happen. But then, just recently, um, if you look up Operation Fast and Furious in the United States. No, it's fucked. It's so fucked. Um, My immediate thought. Basically, um, Congress, uh, it, it, it all stems up to, you know, the top. The president. Our president. Basically... We had this plan to have all of these marked guns and have them sold to the cartels in Mexico. Okay? Right, yes. So, I heard a little bit of this. Yeah. So basically, their plan was to get these guns to the cartels and then track them and bring the cartels down. Sounds great. Everybody agrees with it. But what happened is that... The guns were never traced. The cartels were never brought down. The cartels had these weapons, and it was something like three or four border patrol agents were killed. And what the, what the theory is, is that there was no backing behind tracing them. It was just the fact that they were trying to get guns to these violent people and then it was going to be a situation where, oh, the cartels killed these border agents, so let's fight them. It's, right. it's basically like someone's trying to pull something over on us. Us! Yeah, that's interesting. I think that's kind I of... I think that we need to confront those issues rather than police the entire fucking rest of the world. We have to address the issues that we have in our own system before we you know, as much as I am for human rights, I, I feel like we've got too many fucking problems to be worried about all of the other problems in the entire world it's nice, it's a good sentiment but it's not fair to us because we have a government to protect us not to uphold laws we have peace officers. Well, now we have law enforcement officers. Right. And that's a big problem because we're not trying to solve the problems that we have. We're trying to solve everyone else's problems. And that's not what it should be. 
every country has their, their own issues, but you know, we, we why are we the ones issue. solving all of them? <laughs> well, we're, we're one of the and it's not even we, it's, it's the politicians in office right now who are making these decisions. If I had the fucking decision, I would fucking. Figure out how to get more people jobs or something. I'd figure out. How to well, I would say I would say anything. That, that part of the Fucking part of part of the mouth. part like, of the God discussion damn, is kids that not eating. Um, we have interest in some of these places, particularly in the Middle East, which uh, is important economic from an, from a financial standpoint. And that's ultimately really what it comes down to is is that there is oil fucking in money. that region. Fucking oil. Yep. And, and uh, that pisses me off. And that's at the end of the day, uh, you know, yeah. a component Fucking capitalism. I love really it and I hate it. Down to, I mean, without the Middle East, we can't survive. You know, we, we are very reliant on their oil, uh, not because we consume it, it's because the rest of the world does. And how fucked up is that? Right. How right. fucked yeah, up yeah, is absolutely. it? Absolutely. Like, gas here is four dollars, and it doesn't need to be four dollars. Four twenty. No way. Yeah, it is. Um. Basically, there's plenty of fucking oil. It's all money. And it's right. all and, shit being and, played against and the, us. And the in little our guy minds. in the little guy in America is is a small component to this larger picture. And this larger picture is played on the global level, and and, and you know, people's lives are being associated with dollar values, and that's right. really making me lose faith in all in countries. Money. In all like, countries, that's I, I'm tired of I'm tired of fucking money. I'm, it controls your life. It, it goes back to the barter system. I'm proud of what I do. I'd gladly trade that for something else. And if only we could yeah. live in a village again, John. Right, and it always comes back to that. About that, I mean, that's, that's what we originated with. Capitalism is just a stepping stone. You know, it's, it's not the best system, but it's what we have right now. If you think about it, you know, you buy something, and then eventually somebody says, "Well, my service is more valuable than yours. You have to give me more," and then we have capitalism all over again. Which is a, a fundamental flaw of communism. You know, it, eventually it, it, it can't sustain itself, and the only system we're left with is capitalism. Which <clears throat> capitalism and democracy don't go hand in hand. It's it's a really fucked up problem that our our uh, civilization has run into. Where do we go from here? I think we nowhere. We all just kill ourselves. <laughs> that's the answer. I think that's why we've gotten big on human rights, is if you have more people with a voice, you know, perhaps we can find something to solve this issue of, you know, money's everything. Maybe, maybe if... Uh, There's no going uh, back. We've, we're way, way, way past the point of no return. Subvert. Well, there's always, there's always a going back, but it, it, it's what you call the dark ages. But uh, I saw 2,000 people march down Michigan Avenue. I was one of them. We. I was three of them. I watched streaming live. I watched at least 200, 300 people march right in front of the Boeing building in Chicago. Boeing told all their employees to go ahead and not come into work today because of this. Like, the fact of the matter is. It doesn't mean shit. 
Nothing. It, you, if you were there, it means a, an entire shitload of something. If you weren't there, you're marked as a crazy person. And, like, what you think doesn't really affect anything. It, there's no going back. I, I'm pretty sure we're all fucked. I think, I've, no, I I've think, been going I think, nuts I think actually, you know what I've constantly been trying to reverberate to people is that, you know, we, we are going through a difficult period. But, but frankly, uh, it's not something... I mean, I, I firmly believe uh, that the West, that the United States, is going to do just fine moving forward. I, I mean, even... I don't the, want to move forward. I want to... Well, no. Tired, I, we've moved forward. I mean, really, me really, I it's... backward to 1776. We're... You know, things are going to... It's not the end of the world. Thing, we're, you know, we're going through a difficult period. Uh, it's no more tumultuous than than uh, the period of the Great Depression. If or, Abraham Lincoln although, was alive although right although now, although it is common, there are commonalities. But if we George won't carry on. Washington, uh, actually, actually, I think it's a lot more complex though than it was back then. Really quick, I want to interject if you're okay. Um, we had a listener said, I think your co-hosts have ignored that the Canadian oil sand pits hold three to four times the middle. There's so oil much oil right on. here, right underneath us. And Alaska holds about twice that Alaska! Much. Hold on. The idea is to drain the Middle East of its oil and leave the region crippled after so oil is gone. Mad. What do you think of that? Absolutely. Did you hear Isn't it? that a brilliant yeah. idea for the it United really States, though? No, it, it, I mean... You're talking the whole Yeah, why not just get control of fucking everything? That's fucking capitalism. Well, I well, love no. it and I hate it. Well, well, hold on. You're talking about Alaska and you're talking about Canada. What, what, what was the other reference? Those were the I can reread the text if you'd like. Yeah, yeah. All right, give me a second. The the it says uh, and this text uh, is from a listener named Nate and it says Nate. Thank you. I think your co-hosts have ignored the Canadian oil sands pits that hold three to four times the Middle East oil reserve and okay. that Alaska holds about twice that much okay. oil than in the Middle East. The idea is to drain the Middle East of its oil and leave the region crippled. Okay, well, let's, 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 hold on. Let's, let's, break that, let's break that. Okay. Okay. Let's break those points down. Let's go to Jim, and then we'll go to Jim. Let's break those points down. Okay. I just said what I had First of all, the Canadian sand pits, I'm not... Uh, I've never heard the reference of the sand pits, but uh, I believe he's. Alaska. I believe that that this would be a text that I believe that 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 particular comment is probably an advocate of uh, the Canadian pipeline. Now, I'm not necessarily. I'm not going to really. I'm not making a big stance on that. Uh, that's got its pros and it's got its cons. I'm alive. Uh, from the from the the uh, other aspect of that, I, I don't know. I mean, I would say the the whole concept though of running running the Middle East dry of their oil or trying to outproduce yeah, them. Yeah, just shut them down, turn them into America Part Two. I'm not I'm not I'm not buying into it. I'm not I'm not really buying into that. Um, I think that. Domestically, I think it's a good idea to, to keep our our oil reserves and let you know buy the oil from other countries. Keep our oil and 
It's all theater. You know, it's all. It, it, ultimately, yeah. It, it's it's kind of like it's it's all just uh, that's all the dance. That's just the dance. It is. It's, it's just it's just the dance. And uh, I I don't really I I don't think that any of that that stuff. You know, it, it's 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 a dance. It is. Uh, uh, I guess I guess I, I guess maybe at the end of the day I didn't have much to say about that. I apologize yeah. for. Oh no, for, you, you said. I think I'll piggyback on that and just say that it, it's it's a, a capital you know game really, and it, it's it's brilliant in the standpoint of uh, America. I mean. Yeah, as far as like fucking cynical fucking leaders of a nation can go. But it keeps our, if they if they were like oh I want I actually want peace they wouldn't be doing this shit. Well, there's always going to be right? conflict over oil. I mean, it's happening. It's happening in Sudan right now, and and Canada is directly responsible for that. Canada came, found oil in Sudan, and is actually pumping it from South Sudan into North Sudan, and this is. Well, I guess it's just right South Sudan into Sudan. We're about to see another, you know. <laughs> Huge war between these two nations because of oil, because of another country's intervention into it. It's a game to, you know, pull all resources out of these areas, and it's not just the United States and Canada. China's doing it as well. Um, Brazil is trying to get their hand in the game, but they've kind of been pushed out of the market. It's, it's really, you know, it's, it's a resource thing. I got you. It's something that we, we should worry about. No, 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 no. It, it's something we should worry about, and it, it's something we've been making advances with, too. We've been doing a lot with solar and wind and um, all these different renewable energy sources that, you know, even in the past couple of years, it's it's became a lot more popular. I, there's a, a school I drive past on the way to Dixon um, that is powered with a windmill. One windmill. Minnesota, yeah. Yeah. So, basically, there are solutions to these problems, but it all comes down to money. And it comes yeah. down to the United States wanting more fucking money and all of the gas companies wanting more fucking money. We don't we don't need all this conflict over money. That's my yeah. stance on it. And I'll, I'll leave you with this, and I'd like to hear what you guys have to say about this. But, you know, we're, we're doing this, and you see these great advances, but, but they're not receiving, you know, enough funding. People shouldn't die because of oil. But uh, if you think about it, a lot of politicians, and I'll, I'll admit Romney is one that I know gets a lot of his political contributions from big oil companies. Right. This is why we see the... the perpetual desire to go after oil and say the hell with solar and green energy. So I'm going to let you guys go, and I want to hear what you have to say about, you know, political lobbying from these big corporations. And I'd like you to hear what you think about that. Okay, John. Thanks for listening. Hey, no. Thank you for listening. John, keep listening. John, really quick, this is Frank. Uh, I wanted to let you know really quick that uh, I know a lot of stuff is being said, but I, I agree with every statement you have said wholeheartedly. Oh, thank you, thank no, you, no John problem. Fain, I would like to have you on as a, uh, a, guest, a guest for an entire Definitely, show. Definitely, yes. Sometime as soon as possible, please. Please come by and and, and be with us, and then do a Absolutely. do a show with us. Wonderful. All right. Fantastic. Well, I love listening to you guys, and I'll keep listening. Well, we love you, John. Yes, Fain. we love you. We touch ourselves to you at night. <laughs> You're all beautiful. Have a good night, man. You too. You too, man.
Cool. Um, okay, so, ba- wait. Basically, um, you're right. Fuck. I forgot the last sentence he said. I feel like a dickhead. <laughs> um, I think he had a lot of insightful comments. And I, uh, I think he had a lot of insightful thoughts about about these things. John Fain, a really smart guy. Uh, like I said, I don't really know him that well. He's actually a friend of John's. But uh, I can see how people can be supportive of Mitt Romney because he he wants to keep making money from oil. Well, well, that was and that Obama was and that, and that actually that was to thing. well hold on that was to speak to one of his parting comments and that was what what uh, do we feel how do we feel about oh lobbyists That's special interests lobbyists yeah lobbyists and, and particularly uh, you know uh, Republican interests with big oil. Was was his comment? I uh, and, and I think that that's a valid a valid comment, and I think it's maybe uh, he was trying to leave us with uh, you know maybe a parting uh, topic of conversation. Lobbyists you know, and whether whether or not we want to get into that is is our our choice, but you know lobbyists are really important. Uh, I find myself a lobbyist so to speak, for a couple of different things. Uh, as far as at least music goes, uh, just the, the the places that lobbyists are in, they're trying to sell... Well, yeah. Things. Well, yeah. So and, and lobbying, cannot lobbying by its own self All of the lobbyists for big natural. oil are lobbying when, for when something that they believe in. I don't agree with big oil. So I will... Say to any oil lobbyists that I don't agree. I don't think that what you're doing is, you know, well, correct. Yeah. I will say, however, you know, for an NRA lobbyist, well, I I, I don't know. Well, well no, yeah, it's, it's, and that's goofy because it, that's the thing. I think it becomes that lobbying, debate, and debate. Nothing comes out of well, well, the thing of it is, like nobody learns anything. I think but I think that we are all is, okay, okay. People learn things. Now from, we're all talking between each other. Go ahead, and then Jim, you want to go real quick? Do you have anything? The only thing I have to say is that I feel like, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, if there's a question of whether or not lobbying is acceptable, I think absolutely it's acceptable. I think it's Definitely. actually inherently needed. But it's the a idea, tool. But, but, but the reality is that uh, it is, you know, there's some cases where lobbying becomes so influential because there's so much power behind those lobbying, lobbying efforts yeah, we've that got it, it then like influences the policymakers. Yeah. And at that point, it becomes... A problem, but the obvious challenge there is: how do you identify when it becomes a problem? A. B. How do you stop it? You know. And those two things right there would branch off into all kinds of sub problems. But those are that's the crux of it, the crew of it. You if know, there weren't like, lobbyists, you know. If there were not lobbyists, 
Everyone, everyone would never question what they think. So, lobbyists are really important, but also it's a lot of people just right. trying to convince, I guess, Absolutely. on some issues that lobbyists lobby for. I feel like I'm saying lobbyists and lobbyers. Lobby, lobby. A lot. And actually, actually, even judicial standpoint. It's a really important thing. This touches on... Uh, I'm a lobbyist for, you know, shit that I care for. That's basically what it comes down to. People caring about shit. Absolutely. It's but, all about caring. It's all. It, I mean, it, it's it really like is. Said, People care about their this. influence so much because they have so much weight behind that. Them. Like, what do, do people lobbying for big oil actually realize? What they're trying to get points across about, like. Well, they they realize it, but they do, realize do, do the, it. They the realize, senator, yeah. Do, do, do the senators that are influenced by innocent people for it. oil, like. That's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> really quick, I want to send a shout out to Nate, who's awesome. Nate, you're a good man. He's got a lot to say, but uh, he can't call in right now, and I hope soon he can call in. Uh, he's actually the person that I said he's a storm chaser. Oh, uh, right and, uh, on. I want to gonna, be a storm chaser. I want to learn more about that. I want to hear some of his. I, I would love to hear about that as well. Yeah, that sounds uh, exciting. Right, right now I think he's busy, but uh, hopefully next time we do one, uh, he can go ahead and call in and let Nate, us know. Nate, yeah, thanks for listening. That's awesome. You're beautiful, and we love you. <laughs> um, really quick, I wanted to apologize. Uh, this took a really serious political turn. No, it didn't. It was really, it really did kind of go off. Because it's really important. I don't know. Listeners, I, uh, like I said, I was at the uh, NATO summit last week, and it was a group of around 2,000 people, and we marched down the busiest road in Illinois. Shut it down. Shut it down. I went there with the intentions of just taking pictures. I was strictly <laughs> an observer. Yeah, right. And then... Sorry. Fuck you. They, you know, lobbyists again. They were just getting their points across. And they... I, I won't say that I agreed with 100% of the things I heard. But I will say that a lot of things that were said were really fucking important. I watched, what, something around, like, 15 Iraqi war veterans throw their medals away because of how ashamed they were. Wow. That's that's powerful. medals. It is powerful. One person said, I want to run my own life and I don't want... Oh, I can't. I can't remember the quote. That's, Jackie that's, a, that's a shame. Might have it the somewhere. The quote was something about not being a prisoner of their own conscience. There it is. If that's what you're talking about. Yeah, it's it's like mind blowing. You to couldn't see even these things. It, listening to us explain it right now, it sucks. doesn't even do it justice. No, yeah, it's awful because I can't convey how important these things felt to me, and it's. Crazy to think that the things that these people have to say That's my aren't being heard by the masses because of how important they are, and it really made me mad because I paid attention to like the the mass media news. I you fuck know, that. I, I, I turned on Channel Seven and Channel I, ABC and WGN, and they talked a little bit about the protests and how it was going. And then it sh- it went to a shot of 
fucking Chief Superintendent McCarthy saying how proud of his officers he was and how, like, you know, basically the police don't do anything wrong ever. That pissed me off on a different level. And it's like anytime you try to talk about these things, it, it doesn't really make as much of an impact as being there. And I was there, and I saw it, and I don't think I'll ever be able to walk down the middle of Michigan fucking Avenue anymore. Or ever again. And it's powerful. And it, it makes me frustrated about how powerful things like that are. And again, I, I didn't have a lot of conceptions going into it. I didn't have, like, expectations. I didn't know what to expect. It sounds like it was a really cool event. It was really. powerful. I mean, it very, really hit me. And I've been, I've, I've it made me start thinking about crazy it, yeah. things that I've, like, not thought about, you know, in a long time. And then it, it, it it's... To give you a perspective, I used to go downtown every single day for school and work. Uh, and I didn't go to the NATO summit, but I did see photos. I and I will like tell you that those are some of the most powerful those. photos that I've ever seen in my whole life. I, I saw a photo. The two photos that I thought were the most powerful is one. No, the three photos. Number one, um, there was a photo of all these military geared cops SWAT in front gear, of yeah. SWAT, SWAT police in front of buses, and it says they were the Chicago. antagonists. Anybody who says that they weren't the antagonists, I was trying to leave, and I had a line of SWAT gear. You saw how I got? Oh my god. Like, they were like, you can't go this way. You have to go the other way. We went the other way, and there was no way to get out. We had to sneak past a line block and a half long of reinforcement SWAT gear. Like, that shit makes people nervous. Hold and on. that is what... They were the first people who made anything happen and I'm gonna stand by that. I don't agree with the police. Last time you got really because yeah. the people there were nonviolent. Three photos I thought were powerful. Number one, was there so is SWAT gear in front of buses saying Chicago my kind of town on the bus. Yeah dude. All the buses yeah. those buses no, were filled those with buses. police officers. Okay. The second photo I thought was really powerful is somebody caught on a photo a cop getting ready to punch. I camera. know that guy. I've met that guy. It's uh, Dan something. Dan is Chicago Tribune photographer. I saw that cop, and he's getting ready to punch somebody, and you can tell in the photo, like, if somebody has time to take a picture of you, they're not going to, like, threaten you. No, that was a, the, one of the least so, photographers. The uh, and then he the other photo I thought was very powerful was there was a photo of um, somebody lifting up the riot mask of a cop and, like, poking his eyes out. Really? Yeah, I can send that to you guys. I haven't seen that. Do it, yeah. I've got a first-person view of the front line of that. and uh, Holy shit, it was so scary. My Uncle Alex was right in front uh, with a a camera watching it. And, um... I don't know. It's it's. I don't think that it's fair to have an unarmed group of people versus. Right. I a, think so. I agree with but you. But I was glad that the police were there because shit could have gotten out of fucking control. Black Block is an insane group of people who are out to cause violence, and that is something that I also disagree with. Um, mm-hmm. And that's been bringing a lot of issues in my mind about you know what's right and what's right. Um, Damn. I, I, uh, they're as much fucking 
uh, provocateurs as the fucking police are in my provocateurs. Provocateurs. And a lot of people were saying that uh, some of the black black people were agent provocateurs. They were insiders, not unlike the 1968 Democratic Convention where they had FBI agents handing bags of weed to protesters and then arresting them. What about them? Um, there was a guy in... They were brewing beer. There was a guy in England who was an undercover cop for... Razor Bits. There was a guy in England who was an undercover cop, and he did a lot of work with a whole bunch of, like, you know, liberal-slash-radical, quote-unquote, activists. And, um, while he was only there to get information and give it back to law officials... He also... There were a lot of people he found... Uh, that were working with these, you know, liberals, radical type people that would run into a crowd of cops and scream, kill all the fucking pigs, and would try to get everyone in his little uh, cell to use Molotov cocktails and all kinds of crazy, uh, like, actually lethal force against law enforcement officials. Specifically to arrest them. Oh, that's when exactly what I'm talking about. Exactly. Agent provocateurs. No, no. But you're talking Occupy about Chicago like, released pictures of two people who, to their best knowledge, were Chicago police officers disguising themselves as Occupy members. And wait, what, what is that? Wait, wait, wait. Go, continue, because the listeners don't know what's going on. I'm done. I'm <laughs> tired of people. Infiltrating peaceful movements and uh, turning them right. into things that are things that they could be prosecuted. Well, I think uh, I think we've kind of come full circle though, because we started on first world problems. We did really good tonight. And I want to think. No, I want to stop talking. I want to think the end of the podcast before you fuck it up. I want to think Nelly no, before <laughs> I. Uh, I don't know. Uh, cool. Because I need to stop talking to the audience. I just heard from Nate. He's he's doing stellar. Nate, we love you again. I hope you call in, Nate. Uh, I've I've received all your texts. Um, Is that your fucking article? Really quick, I want to thank Nelly for giving us such a good topic that we covered a whole show. Nelly! Good job! Nelly, you're awesome. Um, Thank you for that both. It was really good. We covered a whole show with one topic, but... um, does anybody have anything they want to talk about really quick? Uh, any little mentions or shout-outs? I just want to say good job, everybody. Everybody did really good. I got something. Thank you. Hold on. Hold on. John has something. John has to pee first, and then he's going to give shout-outs. I'm kind of tired. It's kind of late. I feel really good. I just feel so good. <laughs> well, you know, we've, we touched on a lot of, like, very sensitive topics. Yeah, Controversial topics. And I feel like we're very restricted by the amount of time that we have and our format because we we kind of we're kind of we we've kind of been a light-hearted podcast and we just kind of talk about dicks. And now we're talking about very serious issues and I feel like we're kind of getting away from our identity a little bit. And I would really like it for, you know, the next couple of podcasts to be more lighthearted. But, you know, this is good too. Uh it's good to talk about stuff we're passionate about, and clearly, we're all very passionate about uh, the topics we've discussed tonight. Um, but in, you know, I, I do think there is going to be some merit in um, our, our listener feedback. You know, like I'd love to hear what people have to say. 
And uh, I, you know, I know John loves to hear feedback. I love to hear feedback. We're all about the feedback. So please let us know what you thought, um, whether it be that you're listening live now, like Nate or John or any of those people, or if you're going to like go back and listen via iTunes or whatever it may be, let us know what you thought. You know, like, um, you know, if there's something that we missed. We're good know. at taking criticism. Yeah. Let us know what we can do in the future. Um, I know recently somebody said that they missed the sound effects. Uh, and I think for some... I'm sorry, the sound effects... Uh, we might. It's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. You know what? Maybe I'll put up a poll. Maybe less sound effects, but still some. I, maybe I'm going to put up a poll, and there I'll see... There were a lot at the beginning. There were, and I think I think the first podcast did really well with them. And it was really fun. Yeah. I think the second podcast did not do as well with them. I think this podcast, everybody did really good. I don't think... But you know what? Like I feel like a podcast like this, where we're very serious, I don't think sound effects are going to work out too well. But no. sometimes when we talk about like, a lot whenever you talk about Republicans, you can just do a big like less sound fart effects. Noise. My dad's always like, "I know you're gonna get drunk, just get less drunk." I don't know. I less just realized just if we fun. if we if we're talking about lighthearted uh, shit, we can have the sound effects. <laughs> to a certain but if we talk about if we talk about more serious stuff, my dad's we can't afford well, maybe, to have maybe maybe need to do like a Charlie Rose intro on this one. I don't know Charlie Rose. I know. Um, I need some ice cubes for you know, this. Uh, it's like hard iced tea original. Thank you, Frank. Oh, spin it around the ice cubes. What, you, what were you gonna say, Jim? Um, well, yeah. No, I mean you can do definitely do an intro though. I think an intro is always. Well, cool. I think you know, I've like had a sound intro is always a nice. There's thing. been. I heard on the last one it was great. You know, I mean the your intro on the intro the the sound effects on that it was awesome. Well, I, we do I, keep the same sound I effects. I think it's for always the intro. very cool. For the intro, the only thing we change is the the opening song, but you know that changes and uh, you know ideally we'd like to have. You know, someone in the band in a band come on and say, "Hey, I have this band. You can listen to them, and I love to play them during the podcast, and uh, you know, and use them for an intro." But until that day comes, we have to just kind of randomly pick yeah. anything that comes to mind. But as far as sound effects go, I think maybe I'll put up a poll and see what see what see what works. Um, I think uh, for a podcast like this that was very serious and political, I don't think sound effects have a have a place here. Was this totally like serious? You've said that about the, the last whole two. Thing, yeah. this you've said that about the last two. You said that about the last two that it's it was really last, serious. You know, honestly, like it's been the last two. Like we haven't talked about prank calling or. But I mean, like these are like the two that I've been involved with, and I'm wondering yeah. if you guys want me to be involved with. Yeah, this gee, you're no, fucking you're, awesome. You're, you're pretty good at it. Um, you're great. Yeah, man. It's I, mean, just, no, I mean, really though, like. I mean, it, it, my, if I'm a bad vibe, then just tell no, me. No, this is versatility, man. Can you, know. you can you talk about dicks and balls? Uh, Are yeah, you up for a prank call? call? Why don't we do a prank call right now? Oh what? my god, who can we prank call? I'm, I'm not gonna prank call. call. Let's not prank call anybody. Man, you guys are. I'm terrible. You guys want to do that? That's I didn't say not Yeah, I'm not gonna prank call anybody. I'll prank call. I'll give you the number. I won't do it, but. I'll prank call someone at a later date. It's fine. Oh my god, my friend John Reese. He lives in New York. Like we used to. Yeah, if you're prank calling like, like a friend or something like that, that's one thing. Time. But if you're prank calling, I wouldn't, like I wouldn't prank call a legitimate business yeah, or right. friend. That's okay. Well, yeah, if you're talking about that's prank cool. calling a friend, <laughs> dude, I totally, dude. Dan. That's oh, that's you didn't have something for the podcast. You had something outside at that point. Okay, cool. All right. Well, wait. Go ahead. I would like to say something. Yes, sir. I'd like some final words. Final summarization. Um, final words. Final words. I would like to say um, that I believe in all of you. You're alive. And you all have the faith 
Good. Or you all have the power to do something Everybody's strong. that you care about. I'm in a position where I'm trying to figure out what I need to do. But I also know that somehow I'll be able to do it. So, if I can have that faith in me, then I have that faith in you. Good. Dan, um, closing thoughts. Um, I, humanity uh, as a whole. While, yes, you do have the faults of being a human, you at the same time have the strength of being human. Think of humanity as a whole. Within, like, literally a blink of an eye as far as time on this planet is concerned, we have beaten all of everything into submission. We are the dominant species. We have this planet, right? So you may be failing in your daily life. You may be struggling or feeling down. And humanity as a whole, unfortunately, seems to be on, like, a down note. However, do keep hope in the fact that we are human. We know better. We know what to do. And we will do it. Because we will survive. And we will be people. And we're beautiful. Jim, do you have any closing thoughts? My closing thoughts for the evening are simply that, uh, you know, it was it was a great great time to uh, hang out and uh, have this discussion. Um, thanks to the thoughtful people that, that called in. Uh, John. Just and, it was just John. You know, uh, but, yeah. what, but what, what, what a nice uh, you know, call in that was. Uh, I think there's a large contribution there. Thank you for that. And I had a great Extremely. time. Yeah. Okay. Jackie, do you have anything? My thoughts don't stop, therefore I can't make closing thoughts. But okay. we did a good job tonight. Good job, everybody. John, do you have anything closing thoughts? I had them. You're the last person. Okay, well then I'll just close up. And that is, uh, I want to say that I think we did a really great job tonight. I look forward to future podcasts. Um, I just want to make a note that uh, you know we're very in a very uh, we're in a time where things are changing and uh as far as the future of the podcast goes you know john may be moving cat may be moving i may be moving it's kind of unsure right now although we will have a podcast but we'll always be friends but no it's not even that it's 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 if if i just want to tell the listeners if and when something happens where john moves away to the city or you know cat moves away to the country or whatever it may be i knew you're gonna say that they will be Podcasting, I will find a way uh, of of having we them on the show. We can do these things remotely. John will, you know, I'll 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 do it. So I'll figure it out, you know. But uh, until the, I mean, don't be scared. I've but I just on WGN people uh, do co-hosting on absolutely, Skype, and it sounds exactly the same if they were. In it sounds Skype. just like John Fain dialing in. Right, Skype sounds pretty good, but I just want to put the listeners like I want to yeah. tell them now. I feel like I haven't told the listeners that that might happen very in the next couple months, very soon. But uh, you know that that canon will happen, and I just wanted to you know warn everyone. Um, but I love all of you, and I really appreciate every single listener that we have. Uh, and I think in the future, uh, I want to have more guests. If any listeners want to be a guest, please contact me. Please contact us. Superballspodcast at gmail.com. Call our phone or leave us a voicemail. We will have you on. Uh, we're always looking to. Uh, have more people have new people we want we want a lot of opinions we want to hear from you 
we're not a radio show that ignores you. We're a radio show that interacts with our listeners. We're a radio show that values our listeners, and we want yeah. our listeners Your to be... Your vote counts. It does. On the radio we want our streets. Our streets. We want, we want our listeners to be a part of us. Tear up the concrete. But seriously. But, uh, you know, other than that, that's all I got. So, uh, Super Balls. 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 See y'all later. Bye. Bye. Have a good time.